Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. How do you transform a city? How do you transform a country? The answer, the answer is so easy for me to say today is the same. You do it one person, one life at a time. Seems like an impossible task? Yes, yes. With humans, yes. With God, no. In fact, we have proof. The early church transformed the entire Roman Empire in 300 years. Our globe was transformed and influenced by Christianity in 1,500 years. Now, there's not a corner of the globe where you can go without a hearing or getting access to the good news of Christ <laughs> because of the Internet. That's not because they want it there. The freedom we have in Jesus is miraculous. Our coworkers, our neighbors, our friends, they need to hear this, but they need to see it as well. They especially need to see it. So what does this look like in action? Today in our work room, we have Tom McLeod from Transformation Jacksonville. He's here with us to talk about city transformation, and he's got a guest with him today to talk about life transformation and a really interesting job. Tom McLeod, welcome back to our work room. How did you become a Jesus follower? I'm not sure we have time for that story. Oh, uh, we do. We have time. Dallas County jail cell, convicted felon, 18 years old. I looked around the circumstances, 32-man tank. Uh, I woke up one morning and I thought, so this is what my best thinking gets me? This is what my future holds for me? And uh, I, uh, by myself, with 32 men around me, said, Lord, if you can save me, save me. Next day I woke up, same reality, said the same thing. Third day. I said the same thing, but with this added caveat, I said, uh, I'm going to stop asking. If you can save me, you'll do it. And so that was the beginning of the transformation. Let's talk about Transformation Jacksonville. What is that all about? Uh, it's At its essence, it's a prayer movement. Okay. Uh, it started in 2009. It's built on the shoulders of other prayer movements, and uh, it's daily prayer weekly prayer monthly prayer annual prayer it's we it's not event orientation but it's just an understanding that uh, the lord wants us in relationship with him uh praying and finding out what he wants what he's already doing and then participating with him in that it's rather blackaby-ish but you know first and but second. that's all mm-hmm. but that's okay though uh, blackaby had a lot of good ideas he does yeah so, but it's but it's also really a connecting ministry, though, too, isn't it? I mean, you're, I mean, it's prayer and then con- connections, networking through. I mean, you do a lot of connecting, don't you? That's probably what we do most, more than you know, other than prayer is uh, we convene different parts of the body of Christ to find out what the Lord wants for us to do together. And so, in the John seventeen spirit, um, when Jesus prayed on behalf of all of us here in this room now and elsewhere that when we're one like he and the father are one then the world will know that both the father loves them and that he sent jesus christ so there is an intentionality that's required in order to become one and uh and it's hard that is a hard reality yeah it is it's a difficult because as christians they don't we don't tend to do a lot of things that are just really nice together 
<laughs> we tend to fight each other. We're very segmented, 45,000 different denominations. So the cool part about Transformation in Jacksonville that I love is that you, you, so many people know who you are and they know what you're trying to do and they, they know it's not about you. I mean, you make it very clear it's not about you. Yet you've got some a real a couple. You got a really cool event coming up in April. Let's talk about that really quick. Yeah, we're blessed to be able to host the fifteenth annual Greater Jacksonville Prayer Breakfast, and again, it'll be at the Hyatt Regency on the river. And uh, historically, we've always sought nationally recognized talent from somewhere in the country and brought them in to inspire and encourage and challenge. But this year, uh, we really felt like it's time to bring it home, and we have some significant pastoral leadership that is coming and you'll see on stage that coming together those that you would not typically think that would come together in unity are going to be on the platform talking about it is time for the whole church to take the whole gospel to the whole city together all right you brought a guest along we're going to be highlighting transformation jacksonville all all show long but we also tom has a good friend he wanted uh, you guys our audience to hear today why don't you introduce our guest well this is a man that i immediately grew to respect when i met him at uh, lifework leadership uh chris miller uh retired colonel and uh i i just uh appreciate his humble approach to life and his service Chris Miller, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. You brought a guest in here with Chris Miller. Now, how did you get to meet Chris, Tom? It was uh, through LifeWork Leadership. We became friends, and uh, he showed up. Chris give you that funny look when you said the word friends? <laughs> <laughs> friends? <laughs> um, we, we share uh, sarcastic overtones. Um, but he became interested in some of the things that we were doing as a ministry and as a family. And uh, participated in an event that we have, um, Pastors and Principals Partnership Breakfast, where we're blessed to be able to host all the principals of the, of the city. Principal, but school principals. School, public school principals okay. from all of the public schools come wow. to our event. And then we highlight existing faith-based partnerships. And we really bring to focus those schools that don't have a faith-based partner and try to create a relationship. We we, we set them together with a geographic affinity, and we try to create the conversation that will incubate a new partnership. Are there any other cities in the country doing the same kind of thing? Absolutely. God is moving like this. And they're all unique. We didn't do this because we found out that it was being done in another city. It just... It just was formed in the city. But if somebody wants to find out how to do it in their local city, can they talk to you about how to get it done? Sure. I mean, because I mean, that's really, I mean, people are going to hear about that across the country and they're going to go, that's a phenomenal idea to get all the pastors together and all the principals of the schools. How did you get the school board chairman to, to be on your team? I mean, how did you get him to be able to put all the, you know, <laughs> pressure on the principals to say, you have to go? Um, over the past eight or ten years, we've built relationships with various superintendents. We pray with them. And one of the superintendents in Clay County was wanting to host a breakfast like this. And when the discussion became about uh, the results of that, the super- current superintendent at the time, Dr. V- Dr. Vidi, uh, said, I want that. Hmm. And so I took it and ran with it. That's fantastic. I love that because that's the kind of community transformation kind of stuff that, that makes a huge difference when the schools know that they are loved and appreciated and supported because schools run on such shoestring budgets uh, anymore. I mean, it, it's tight. 
So I just want to encourage our listeners as they're hearing this, because I mean, this is something that's new to me to hear that that's even, you know, a possibility. And so I hope that it's spurring some creativity and maybe the Lord's stirring in somebody that hears it and says, maybe they're not here in Jacksonville. Maybe they are and they can go, oh, wow, I can pray for, um, you know, this breakfast this time together that's happening um but if they're in another city and they think wow maybe i could do this or help to spawn this in my community um i just hope that it that people will move forward with it because what a what a great opportunity and we think that we're so divided you know and yet there's so many great opportunities and ways to come together chris miller you've got a pretty interesting job that a lot of Jesus followers don't even know if that's okay to do. So let's let's talk about this job. What, what is your, first of all, how did the Lord, no, what's your job? My job title is district director. I pretty much run the day-to-day operations for the congressman here in Northeast Florida. Okay, so you, so he represents, uh, I mean, how much of Florida does he represent? So like from just the Jacksonville area all the way to St. Augustine, how far? It, it includes all of Nassau County, which okay. is the county to our north, and most of Duval County and northern St. John's County. Okay. So how did the Lord move you into that political realm? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, as Tom alluded to earlier, I, I served quite a while in the military. And actually, how many years? Actually, 30 years, and my wife always adds in, and 18 days. She wants to make sure there's a full accounting well, of that you service. <laughs> you deserve credit for that so you yes. can get the proper retirement. 30 years of which branch? In the Army. Awesome. Well, thank you for your service. Uh, it was a privilege to serve and just loved every minute of it. And, and I think that's what led me into what I'm doing now. Um, God has wired me in such a way, and, and serving all those 30 years mm-hmm. just reinforced it that that's what I should be doing. I should be serving. The question is, how does God want me to serve? Where does he want me to serve? And how does he want me to serve? And, and so when I transitioned from the army, about two years, all I did was help nonprofits and small businesses just volunteered and wherever I could and plugged in with Tom and Transformation Jacksonville, uh, helping them. And, and I was just trying to to continue to serve. My wife and I decided Jacksonville is going to be our home. So I wanted to plug in and serve in whatever way I could. But all the positions I applied for where I thought it would be the best place for me to serve Jacksonville, um, those doors kept getting closed and I started getting frustrated. But then I met um, the person who would soon be my boss uh, (laughs) at at a uh, LifeWork leadership session. He's one of the guest speakers there. So he uh-huh. comes in and speaks to the group and they talk about critical decisions that you have to make as a leader in Jacksonville. And they talk about dilemmas. And he was one of those ones who came in and, and told his story. And, um, and I heard him speak. I said, I don't know what this guy is doing, but I'd like to meet him and just sit down and talk with him. So we did, we, we met for coffee. And I realized right away, uh, not only is he a Christ follower, um, he's a person of integrity and character. And to me, I hadn't seen a whole lot of that since I left the military. And I I don't mean that as a negative about um, 
the the new world I found myself in. Mm -hmm. But in the military, you could always count on people when they told you they would do something, and and you knew what you were going to get. And um, and I didn't always find that after I transitioned. But when I met him, what you see is what you get. When he tells you something, he's consistent, and you never have to worry uh, about you know what's going to happen. And I said I would like to help him. I don't know in what way, but I would like to help him. So he told me he was getting ready to start a campaign um, because his predecessor had decided to retire and he was struggling with how he was going to serve next um, after he was term limited in his previous position as sheriff. And so we were going through a similar process together of finding out what next, God, what do you want for us? And uh, so God brought us together. I started knocking on doors for him initially, and then after he won the election, then he asked me to come on staff, and, and that led me to my current position as his district director. Do you see any dichotomy between pursuing your Christian faith and working in politics? I could see how most people would think mm -hmm. they're entirely different or those, those two are opposed. Um, but in actuality, um, as I said earlier, it's really, where does God want me to be? And it doesn't matter what service or what profession, if God is in it and that's his will for our lives, um, it doesn't matter, you know, what it is. And so as far as politics go, um, we're called to be salt and light. And I would think a lot of your listeners would agree um, there's a need for salt and light in the political realm. Yes. So I am happy to be here where he's placed me. How are you able to, every day, hold on to your faith in what you're doing? I, I think, um, as I talked about my boss, and, and we, we share a lot in, in common, um, not only our faith, but our, our love for God's truth and His Bible. Um, there are a lot of other things where we, where we match up, and, and that desire to serve, uh, as I talked about earlier, and as far as our faith goes and living it out, you know, he, he and I are, um, I think, put together in a similar way. And in, in, mm. in what he did before, um, he was always called upon to run toward the problem, whatever it is, or to run toward the danger. When I was in the military. he was a police officer. Yes. Okay. Um, and, and when I was in the military, it was the same, same way. Thing, right. You don't run away from the problem. You run toward it so you can help take care of mm. whatever the concern is. And, and we both see this, uh, what we're doing, serving him as a congressman and me as his di district director, um, as a way to um, answer God's call. Um, we both believe we've had two calls, two callings, if you will, in our lives. Um, he, he often says in public that, uh, a lot of people struggle with what that first calling is, but um, I, I agree with them. But it, we've both been blessed to have two callings, not just professions, not just jobs. And I, I would encourage anyone um, to seek God's calling for your life. And, and, and when you know it, the Holy Spirit will give you that peace that you're exactly where God wants you to be. If you're not or you're trying to move ahead of him or move without him, he will not give you a peace. And in my case, I was so unsettled until I was 
following him and his plan, and he was directing my steps. And once that happened, um, then you're exactly where it's best to be. But when you were in that desert or you were in that wandering time mm -hmm. where you weren't sure, how did you and your bride, how are you praying? I mean, because that's just one of those things where you're like, okay, I'm unsettled. You're a guy. So guys, we, we find our purpose in our work. That's just the way God wired us. So you retired after 30 years of, not 30 years, 18 days, not, <laughs> of, not of just easy service. You made it all the way to the rank of, of colonel. So that you had some, you had a lot of tough years. I imagine you saw a lot of tours. You had a lot of, in 30 years, there was all different kinds of wars that we were fighting all over the globe. How, how did you cope on a daily basis when you had those days where you're going, Lord, what are you up to here? Because there had to have been some deep, I don't know what to call it depression, but it, it probably was discouragement and depression and, and despondency and like, ah, what's going on? Wow. That's something, Jim. Um, and, and I think when my wife hears this, She'll say, Jim must have been watching you during those two-plus <laughs> years that, where you struggled. And I, I'd like to say I made a wonderful, easy, clean transition, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was just as you described. And, um, you know, I think some people would say, well, what do, you, what do you have to be depressed about? Well, I knew what my purpose was for 30 years mm -hmm. and 18 days. I knew what that purpose was. But here I am now out of the military, no longer wearing the uniform, got to find a different uniform. Um, what do I do now? I got depressed. I, I tried to um, say I wasn't, and my wife was loving enough to, to let me go along with that. Um, but I actually had some, some medical problems. I, I had a heart problem mm. um, that came out of me internalizing mm. that frustration and that stress. And she had to you know, put her foot down and make me go to the hospital one night when my heart was beating um, for six hours, you know, wow. way above where it should have been beating. And I could see my shirt bouncing on my chest. Mm. I'd internalized all of that. So I didn't handle that, tr that transition well. I should have been praying. I should have been yielding to God and waiting on his timing. Um, but I wasn't. And, and uh, so I had some problems, but, but after I got through that, um, you know, God was always right there. It was me trying to kind of push my way through it and fight my way through it, and I wasn't doing a good job of it. Um, but once I got through that and uh, God showed me and introduced me to uh, my future boss, um, that peace came. That peace came uh, that passes all of an understanding, as, as Scripture said, and, and I knew I was, I was right where I needed to be. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at IWorkForHim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content when you sign up for our blog at IWorkForHim.com or follow us on social media at IWorkForHim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at iWorkForHim and online, iWorkForHim.com.